a Podcast One production. Welcome to this podcast uh, here at The Chaser, where each time we uh, go around the table and discussing the world and splitting it between piss and pyjamas of the cat variety. Around the table this week, we have Dom Knight, Charles Firth, Andrew Hansen, and Present. very special guest, Craig Rucastle. I'm only here briefly, though. How long have we got you for, Craig? <laughs> I don't know. I'll see how long I can tolerate you, like. Okay. <laughs> if, we all, if we all do the podcast by that measure, it could be very quiet after the three-minute mark. I'm <laughs> off. Goodbye. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is you've got nothing to go to. You're just going to leave. I, I actually got to go and do Malloy and Kennedy because I like also doing good radio shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, you might want to get the title of the show right for the start. It's not called that. What's it called? No, I think it's Jane and Mick or something. Yeah. Are you saying that one of the people on that show is a waste? <laughs> um, yeah. I should have said, my name is Chris Taylor. It's my turn uh, to bring the facts and the historical stories to the table this week for people to decide whether it be... Cat's pyjamas or cat's piss with the chaser. And we're going to look this um, podcast at the world of circus freaks. This is this yeah. is uh, <laughs> right. This will be sensitive. This is so it's a PC sort of show. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lefty show. Right. Yeah, I, I see you've brought in an example. Oh, sorry, this is Dom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly or wrongly, um, there's not much of a culture of circus freaks anymore. I mean, <laughs> like, oh, I wonder why. Rightly or wrongly, it's a shame we miss it. Yeah, they deunionised, and a lot of those circus freaks lost their job. But it's a shame. People listening now, you know, especially younger people might not be aware. They, these were huge. Like, mm. they're, they're called a sort of sideshow acts. And there's famous would ones like the young- bearded lady, tallest man in the world. Would have been younger. Like, you weren't around when circus <laughs> yeah. freaks. This is like oh, the Victorian era. You're saying <laughs> you're, you're doing like a 120-year-old. No, but even in our lifetime, there were things like the Jim Rose Circus where people would just regurgitate. Oh, that's true. You know, they're, 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 they're still, yeah, yeah, yeah. They still were freak shows. Gave a band mm. a, a great name. Well, yeah, I mean, are the penis fall into this category? Are they? <laughs> oh, that'd be a subgenre. <laughs> yeah. Only the penis is freakish. Their face is quite... Normal. Oh, look, they were very big in the 1920s, puppetry of the penis. Well, the thing is, the bearded lady was entirely freakish. She just had one freakish thing. (laughs) It was freakish enough. The bearded lady and the puppetry of the penis are exactly the same. (laughs) I I just feel as well that, you know, now that radio is an industry, some of us have found. uh, Found jobs where there are no cameras. It's a lovely it's true. thing. No, but look, I mean, jokes. It was incredibly sad because these. I mean, today there'd be you know welfare and sort of disability pensions yeah, the and support for these people. Like a lot of them were just severely crippled or disabled people. Like the Elephant Man's the most famous example, who were exploited mm. horrendously by entrepreneurs and showmen like Barnum and people like this. I don't think you're allowed to call to call him that, Chris. <coughs> Somebody what? got in trouble. You're not supposed to call him that. You're supposed to you're supposed to call him by his name. Uh, the elephant man. man. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can't be laughing about this. No, so it's true. Somebody got in great trouble for, for using that that name, which I'm not going to say because I don't want to be in trouble. What, um, John Merrick, John Merrick's, or whatever. So, what well, when Bill Collins presents the film about John Merrick, he can no longer. He just has to. Like, you have oh, to bleep the out mo- the elephant man. Look, I think the movie might be an exception. In that, right, that wonderful, but Jeff no, it's awful, is it? You know, have you seen that, that, that movie with Jeff Goldblum where there's like a musical about the elephant man? It's very that's funny. Right. Yes, that is good. Uh, anyway, Could you not no, do that, that anymore? That's a horrible disease that he had. It's really awful. And, and look, and, and a lot of these circus acts were just mm. horribly diseased yeah. and they were exploited 
uh, tragically. And so I've tried not to bring those ones to the table Good today. Oh, <laughs> a lot of them, though, weren't as well. A lot of them were just pretend. Like, a lot of women pretended to have beers just to get jobs and that kind of thing in the old days. <laughs> That's right. They uh, didn't even really have it. They well, busted it's, later it's, on for fake beards. Well, we should actually ask whether the whole idea is Gatsby Jones or Cat's Piss because on, on the one hand it's cruel and exploitative. On the other hand, you know, employment opportunities... Well, a lot of them actually loved it, and this is what this I, I, I only right. wanted to bring to the table the ones that actually quite enjoyed the whole camaraderie and the, the, the you know the circus spirit. They had a good time, didn't they? Well, they certainly made very good money, and there's no mm. doubt that the showmen who you know ran the circuses made even better money mm. off them. But they made good livings, but they because of their particular condition or ailments, they didn't live particularly long. But I, I want to kick off with arguably the most famous circus uh, freaks of all time. And does the name Chang and Egg Bunker mean anything to anyone? Chang and oh, Egg Bunker? Oh, it's a lovely little place um, in uh, at the end of Broadway. They do no. very good dumplings. <laughs> no, yeah. no. They're the, they, they host Triple M Adelaide. <laughs> oh, that's those guys. They're yeah, hilarious. They're great. Yeah, with Chang and Egg in the, in, the, <laughs> in the bunker. Now, Chang and Egg Bunker are the original Siamese twins. Oh, Really? Um, the original? Let's the, call them Thai twins. These well, days. no. They, well, they, they were. The reason we have the phrase Siamese <laughs> twins is because Chang and Egg Bunker were from Thailand. They were spotted by uh-huh. someone on a, on a sort of a. They, they sent scouts far and wide looking for freaks across the planet, and they, no one had ever seen Siamese twins before. Well, and where were they joined? Okay, jo- they actually... In as Thailand. Surely they're here. <laughs> they were joined at the chest. As Siamese twins go, they had about as good arrangement as you could, just at the shoulder. Mm. So, but And on not face-to-face chest. Yeah, so they were like in a permanent so, scrum, right? They didn't face so, each other. They were kind mm, of... No. Mm. You know, like when if two people shared a football jersey, mm. they were kind, yeah, of, yeah. kind of... They look like that. They, they, they're just sho- joined at the shoulder. So, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, not an ideal situation, but as... We're going to get onto ones that were joining much worse places later on. <laughs> okay. So they were they were adopted and brought to America and made a lot of money in the shows. I, I'm not going to so much um, tell you about their act, which was literally just to stand there and be gawped at. But their personal lives are fascinating. Um, mm. Now this is they uh, they were moved to North Carolina and they didn't speak any English. They were forced to adopt the surname Bunker. They bought their own plantation, complete with slaves, and then wow. what? what? Yeah. So when, when was this? This was in eighteen eleven. Right. Okay. Well, how, how how incorrect these days were? Like, not only were you a freak in a show, but you also owned slaves. Well, this Wait, was, I mean, God, what's wrong with the world? It was like, really welcome hard. to America. Have some slaves. Yeah. It's probably, probably not hard much to, different now. Hard to know whether to support them now. No, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now they. Okay. So the Bunker twins. They went on to marry a pair of non-conjoined sisters. With whom mm. they fathered twenty-one children. Oh my goodness! So I was wondering what it's like in the bedroom. Is there a curtain? Well, listen to this, Dom. Mm. D- due to the brothers' condition, their marriage bed was custom built, and had room for the four of them to sleep together. Later, however, the two wives started hating each other. They couldn't get on a lot. They didn't get along at all. So the two brothers had to move into separate houses and introduce what? a rotational system <laughs> where they do three nights with one wife and then three nights with another so knife. what you're saying is every night's a threesome. Well, what I'm, well, I am saying that, but I guess my cat's piss, cat's pyjamas proposal mm. is if you're conjoined twin and, you don't, and your wives don't get along, separate houses or all in the same bed? 
Oh, I see. Oh, look, it's got to be. I think cat's pyjamas to the separate houses. I mean, you can't all be in the same bed when, when your worst enemy is giving, uh, you're giving somebody a hand job right next to you. I mean, that would be so irritating. You don't know where the hand's coming from. No, yeah. And what if you got? What if you hopped on the wrong twin by mistake in the dark? A bit like, no, get That's off me. That's happened to all so, of us, hasn't it? Uh, Let me just clarify this, Chris. Throughout this whole story of these conjoined twins, the first conundrum to you was the sped one, right? <laughs> the whole whether or not they should have been stolen from the land and put on stage was no conundrum. The whole whether or not they had stage. Only the sleeping arrangements. No, no, pretty cool there. It's all good. Gets to the sleeping arrangements. You go, well, this is a bloody conundrum, isn't it? I better get the greatest minds on this one. So, You'd be limited so in your positions too, wouldn't you? I mean, you know, like you wouldn't be able to do everything. No, I guess I mean, you know, oh, you can talk about the, ath- the athletics of the, of the whole thing. I mean, it'd be quite yeah, difficult because well, you'd have to ask the other person. You'd have to say, sorry, I'm going to switch to doggy now. Do you mind just hopping yeah. out? You know, the other person would be trying to sleep. But also just <laughs> having an affair would be very difficult because like, oh, yeah. you'd always have to ask your brother <laughs> to keep the secret if you'd ever gone off in someone else's house. <laughs> yes, you're not going to tell anyone about this, are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, the, the story ends in a sort of... Um, well, it's, I guess, in tragic circumstances, but, but not uncomedic because they died. Well, sorry, the first... The, what? They died separately. They died separately. They died separately. This is oh, where, no. <laughs> oh, you really, no. you'd be carrying the legacy of that round with you for so weeks, Tell me, you? piss or pyjamas. So oh. the first one died in 1874. They didn't die at the same time. Oh. Chang, that was the brother on the left, he died of a stroke brought on by pneumonia. And during the night. Eng mm. oh. didn't discover his brother until the next morning oh. and took him oh. a good week before he himself died. So for a week he was just, you know, had his brother dangling by his side. Cat's piss or cat's pyjamas. Did they film during this period a Weekend at Bernie's style movie? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. If they didn't, that was a yeah. missed opportunity. I mean, I in many ways that's the precursor to Bernie. It would have been Weekend at Bernie <laughs> and Chang's. But I reckon that would have been the best week of the person who'd survived life. Well, sexually get, speaking. Yeah, because at last mm. he gets to have sex on his own. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> that is brother perving. Oh, finally masturbate be, without his brother seeing yeah. him. Like, yes, it'd be kind of a God. double-edged sword, because he can't be only, you can come back to my place Come over, but there's just a little thing I've got to tell you. There's been a bit of a change. We've got plenty of privacy, yeah, but, but there's a reason. How do you feel about corpses? Like, is it, is it a positive day. or a negative imagine, to you? Imagine being someone whose kink is Siamese corpses. Like that would be the best. Oh, that's a dream. Thing. Well, yeah. obviously, that's a dream come true. Yeah. Is that what Smashing Pumpkins are going on Where, about? At what point in the date would you sort of address the elephant in the room? Like, is it. Well, she, Don't she say says, elephant. Well, she <laughs> says, what's that smell? Have you kind of got to pass it off? You've, if you've got him buried under a, you know, a sleeve in your jumper, oh, it's just a new cologne I'm trying out. <laughs> How is this not a Fowley Brothers movie, but <laughs> It would be. What about the funeral? I mean, did he have to go and sort of cremate the first person while he was still stuck on? Or would you that, need be a, quite, quite hot Would you him. need a Y-shaped yeah, coffin? He, so he died still... at his brother's funeral. <laughs> he died at his brother's cremation. He died, he was buried. Dead. He was buried because they had to bury one of them and the other guy was just collateral. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless, unless he was above ground and the other one was, oh, was that's sort not of bad. Low, you know, he was just that's sort of stuck bad. onto Have the... The other guy to stick it up with the, the headstone. <laughs> can you do it? <laughs> can, you do a par- can you do a partial cremation? Like, can you get the blowtorch and back just burn. get half of it? Yeah, control back. Get burn, half of it yeah. done. Like, surely there's some option oh. to just just well, do the chop. Because that's what they do off now. The dead one. Yeah. 
Cut away the dead wood. Yeah. So Daly Look, Wood, I think they were so unsure I about what so. would happen. That they thought, I think they just thought they'd lose him if they cut him off. Yeah, and, and also they were busy. They had the slave plantation. The slaves, they were doing four <laughs> shows doing a day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. You think it, would your rate go up? Do you think your rate would go up for that week? Well, you're not as big a freak. Oh, or are no, you? You're, more no, you're, you're, not paying, more. you're not paying two people anymore. Yeah, I mean, they can't yeah. harmonise as well as they could on stage, but yeah. <laughs> Look, have they fixed it? I mean, today I assume the, you know, these things have been improved greatly, have they? No, no you, you, know. you can't own slaves anymore, but every Good other aspect right. of this story would still happen today. <laughs> okay. uh, it's a shame. Let me introduce you. So it's a, I just like to point out there that when Andrew said that's a shame, he didn't mean it's a shame that they got rid of slavery. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, clarify that. <laughs> no, that is. He meant it's a shame that, that still, they haven't improved things. other stories. Yeah. Yes. Welcome thank to you. the podcast. Actually, thank you, Craig. Because, yes. Welcome to the podcast that's ending our career. Thanks now, for joining us. Um, even though they're the most famous Siamese twins in the, uh, the sideshow oh uh, market, they weren't the first. Oh. Uh, let oh, me oh, take really? you back all the way to the early 17th century. Mm. Early 17th and the Colorado brothers. This was a duo of Lazarus and Johannes. Uh, and they had what a much the? more unfortunate joining. Um, so Lazarus was pretty much a full person. If, if you look at a, pictures of them, and there are some, they kind of look like a, you know, like the court cards in a pack of cards. Oh. Where one of them is just the right way up, and the other one's sort of this upside-down torso sticking out of the belly yes. of the other one. It's just, it was just a face and a torso literally sticking out of the belly. Mm. And he found it much harder to That mm, wouldn't be score. easy. Yeah. Um, and mm. let me tell you about them. They they were world famous in their day and performed for... What for? Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, they were great singers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they played the flute. Yeah. Um, they, they got an audience with King Charles I and Queen Henrietta. Um, now, well, the, reason, the reason they're really interesting is uh, they didn't get well, on... I, I think we know the reason. <laughs> no, 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 but the, their, story get, them, their story gets even better. They... They kind of hated each other. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> they really didn't get on. Oh. Now. Uh, Joh- it's like Broke, broke Back Mountain, I can't quit you. That's right. Now, so mm. Lazarus was full-bodied. Johannes could barely move and couldn't communicate at all. Lazarus would frequently go to public and just cover him with a cloak or blanket when they weren't performing. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yet one of the strangest ever twists of fate was that Johannes, who's the less capable one, managed to save Lazarus's life. This is the story because Lazarus one day killed a person angry at being teased for his condition. Yet the court decided they had no choice but to let Lazarus go because to send him to the execution guillotine would have been unfair to Johannes, That's a good his point. brother, so he got away with murder because of his twin brother. Cat's piss wow. or cat's pyjamas? That is cat's pyjamas, the perfect crime. Perfect. All, yes. All As, you've got to do is why be... Why has Law and Order not covered this? <laughs> <laughs> I know they have. And that really <laughs> is special victims <laughs> in it. That is Law, um, Law and Order, Sherwood Forest. <laughs> unless, you, you, unless he kept doing the thing with the cloth. I would have thought after that point, no more cloth. The people among you who study law might know much better than I do, there's a more modern precedent of this where I think uh, mm. someone held up a bank and and they were an identical twin. They weren't a Siamese twin, but they were an identical twin mm. and they had no option but to let him off because he said, no, it was my brother. And the brother said, no, it was my brother. Oh. And because there was a reasonable doubt, they could never be sure which brother it was. Whichever brother that did pull off the heist got away with That's the perfect very good. crime. But is, is the point here then, Chris, that if you want to, particularly if you live in a death penalty place, should you then sell yourself to someone else 
So and then you can com- commit yeah, a crime. I think that that mm. is the moral of the story. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, and there'll be a lot of. I recommend that. In fact, I might go and do that this afternoon, <laughs> right. just in case I get in trouble. Uh, hang, hang on, guys. I've actually, I've, uh, just apologies. I do actually have to leave and do an interview on uh, another Triple M radio show. So do apologise. I mean, look, oh. you guys. If if it wasn't for any other shows. Or if there were no other shows, like you are within the top half of radio shows on Triple M that I like. Rui, I don't, I don't know what the interview's about, but if you can slip in any in any context or sense the idea of the Siamese twins and, yeah. wh- and whether you should have moved house. <laughs> like just, just run that past Mick and Jane to get their I, views I, on that. I, I will. I, I, they, they probably would have brought that up anyway. I just can't <laughs> believe there's something more important than talking about circus freaks from the 17th century. <laughs> Moving on to our um, next poor friend. Uh, this, this, this woman had a terrible time. Um, we'll just be very brief with her. Her name is oh. Grace McDaniels, and she was billed and hugely <coughs> famous all over America uh, whenever the Barnum Circus rolled into town. She was billed as the world's ugliest woman. Oh. Um, right. And, oh. and, and, and it was, it's, it's actually very sad. She had a condition which, you know, she couldn't help and, and made her... Particularly, mm. uh, you know, different to look at. Mm. And she, whenever she was introduced, she had to cover her ears because she hated being described as the world's ugliest woman oh. day after day, night after night. So she eventually took the MC aside and just said, Look, I'm a bit uncomfortable with how I'm being billed. In future, can you call me the mule faced woman? <laughs> oh. <laughs> And they agreed. They went from world's ugliest woman to the mule-faced woman. Cats piss, cats pajamas. That's marketing, though, isn't it? Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, Mm. she sort Mm. of identified a market, you know, people For people interested in mule humans. It's it's pajamas. Nowadays, that would be a a superhero franchise character. You would have huge Marvel movies about the mule-faced woman going and saving the world. And look, as someone who's been traumatised by Charles Firth for my look for many, many years now, I would much rather be introduced as the freakishly, disgustingly hairy man than the world's ugliest man, is what you called me in year 10, Charles, not that I've... Well, I I wouldn't mind. I wonder if we should rebrand the podcast, uh, you know, um, Cat's Piss with the World's Ugliest Man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can cover your ears when we we play the title Sting, if you like. Or would you prefer Mule-Faced Man? (laughs) You can have either. Mule-Faced Man. It actually sounds like one of those Instagram um, tips on how to look good, you know. Right. <laughs> can you can you show me your mule face? You know, make sure. Hashtag mule face. If oh, it does, instead of duck face. Yeah, yes. Mule- <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you got to, you know, if you want lots of likes. For the older you- man, go for the mule face. <laughs> the mule face. Now, did she look like a mule or, you know, I mean, was that a, was a map description? Or- like, did she actually have the, the sort of horse's head type? Look, not a dead ringer for a mule. Right. But okay. it, I, I just mm. think... A bit of passing gland. If you, go, you, go, if you Google mule face oh, no, woman, no, you'll woman. see she's got very protrude, big sort of, you know, like Homer Simpson sort of has that mm. end to his mouth. That's, oh, yeah. She's okay. sort of got that. So well, you, nowadays yeah. you'd call her Homer. I hope she, and she got paid well though at least, did she? Yeah, she got <laughs> she paid got, very well and yeah. she was said to be very kind and like one of the loveliest people in the sideshow and always oh. thought everyone else was worse off. Did she treat oh. her slaves well as yeah, well? Very well, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> now there aren't many um, Spanish freaks who ever ran away and joined the circus um, but the one man who everyone wanted to get was a man by the name of Juan Baptista dos Santos. He was a man with oh. two penises. 
Oh. Oh, hello. Yes. And oh, pyjamas. And right. for years, Barnum had been looking for a man with two penises. He had no been idea. looking for one. Because he, what? even before he was aware <laughs> that, you know, something like this might exist. You'd assume it would exist. He just dreamed up, you know, deformities and just hoped it exists somewhere out there. And he put the call out and word suddenly travelled from Spain that there was a man with two penises. Look, I've got to say, a- Chris, we recently covered on, on Radio Chase the radio version of Cat's Pajamas or Cat's Piss. Uh, a man with the, with the same either gift or curse. I put it. It's still happening today. Oh, but yeah. Is this a big part of the um, that family movie with Hugh Jackman where he plays Barnum? Is is, is a large? Part, <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, but I imagine is a large part of the showman. story about the search for the man with two penises. I haven't seen the Greatest Showman either. But I wonder how many of the people we're talking about are in that film, or whether they deal with the more benign ones like bearded ladies. But this guy yes. um, was a very very uh, what's the word? He held out, like he oh. he really didn't want any part of the circus. Mm. He you know he he wasn't uh, lacking. He wasn't ashamed. He was shy of his situation. He just he was having he had a good life in Spain, but eventually they wore him down, and he became quite a uh, quite an attraction all the world over because um, of the promise of a man who had two functioning penises as well as a third leg. Um, his two penises. So- <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, I, did I not mention that? <laughs> like, is this where the idea for Jake the Pig came from? <laughs> did I not mention that? Is that what he said on his Tinder dates? Like when, when the yeah. woman first did it? So, oh, oh, and there's the uh, oh, there's this other thing. Oh, there's all, oh, yeah. Now, as I said, both um, penises were functioning. Impressive. Side by side. Oh, right. He usually strapped the second one to his thigh. <laughs> He didn't, he didn't just have them both out at once. And he was able, Strapped. according to doctors, walk, run and even ride horses unencumbered. Impressive. Was he, he a shower horses? or a grower? What, is, what, what does that, that mean? That means. What, what's a shower? What does that mean? Like a, a shower is someone who just naturally has a large penis even when it's flaccid. Oh. And a oh, grower right. is someone who, you know. Is Hang on. Oh, have I we see. established that it was large rather than having two? We have no information on the dimensions. Well, well, how it. not? Like mm. surely, <laughs> surely the whole exhibit would have been. <laughs> a lot of the, a lot <laughs> of the information penis, about these, like, yeah, I know, these yeah, people. There should be photos. Quite, mm. It's quite fascinating though that if you think of the, the sort of. Uh, mores of the time, mm. because back in those days, there's absolutely no way you could go and see a public event where someone got his cock out. Right, that would not happen. But as soon as there's two of them, yeah, suddenly it's, it's, a, yeah. Yeah, it's science. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's science. Um, yeah. Now this is interesting. He, when he was an adult, um, Juan became very sexually adventurous, and oh, he yeah. said he was said to have taken full advantage of his two penises. <laughs> and a popular quote attributed to him is that he could finish with one and then continue with the other. <laughs> oh, wow. You don't just oh, want one at a time. <laughs> oh, dear. That is great. I mean, yeah. if, he, if he was really good, then the, then the first one would also have, have a chance yeah. to recharge. Or yeah, he, no, could, or he just, could go or not. Or he could just mm. use his third leg. <laughs> <laughs> now, Juan famously had a love affair with a, with a popular French sideshow entertainer called Blanche Dumas, who also had three legs and an extra set of genitalia. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's like, it's oh, like yeah. when you've got an unusual plug pack and you go overseas and you find the right socket. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But, <laughs> and, and could they, like, could they match it all up so that it was all going two, at the same two, time? Yeah, you could have yeah. an orgy with just two people. Yeah, Wait, they, they were lined up nicely, were they? Yeah. I'd like to think so. I'd like oh, to think yeah, so. There's someone for everyone. I've always said that. I would have thought a second penis was he. Uh, if you could choose, that's a good question. If you could choose one, would you choose it? Cats, pajamas, or cats, piece? What, like, what do you think? Oh, of those, so you could be a Siamese twin, 
and guarantee you get away with murder. You could be mm. a man with two penises and have the most extraordinary sex. Mm. You could be the world's ugliest woman. <laughs> it's not much of a competition, is it? I mean, <laughs> sort of. All right. Well, to be fair, do you need some music to think about it? <laughs> if you're a Siamese tweet, there are two penises in the picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, just not on the same person. Imagine if there's four. If you got Siamese tweets, they've both got the double. That would be quite. Oh, that would wow. be quite something. We'll put the freaks to one side. The, the next sort of subset of circus sideshow acts were, I guess, the what you'd call stunt people or oh. acrobats. The first one is Frank Cannonball Richards, who was hugely... <laughs> he was a high, high a trapeze. <laughs> a la- yeah. Or did he just have a large and round head? <laughs> you know, he, he, um, he had the most extraordinary <laughs> core gut strength. Richards began his act. This is his act. I'll just describe it to you. Mm. He he got a champion heavyweight boxer, Jack Dempsey was frequently used, just to come up on stage and punch him in the gut. That was his warm-up. Wow. He then progressed by getting someone from the crowd to jump up and down on his belly and then he invited three more people all at once. So he'd have four people jumping up and down on his belly. After that, he then invited a strong man to bring a sledgehammer and repeatedly hit him in the stomach with the sledgehammer. And finally, they'd wheel out a cannon and a 47-kilogram cannonball <clears throat> was shot from a spring-loaded 12-foot cannon into his gut. He was only about two metres away from the cannon and he did this whole act twice a day. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. So where did you discover he had these skills? I mean, that, that's not something you can really study for, is it? <laughs> I mean, was he just passing by a cannon one day? It hit him in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe it was at one of those, like, Good News Week tapings where they had the confetti cannon and they just shot a whole lot of confetti. Or, or what they do now at the – is it at the wrestling where they have – Confetti guns or the shirt guns? Were they yeah, t-shirt t-shirt guns. T-shirt oh, yeah. guns. So maybe he just discovered oh. instantly that anything at close range that goes into his stomach is fine <laughs> and he wanted to see how far he could stretch it. That's Cat's pyjamas. It's an amazing act. It's an you know, amazing I like how he built skill. it up too. When you say he had four people jumping on his stomach, he must have had a very large stomach too because, I mean, well, that, that's a big area. It's almost like a jumping castle image you have in yeah. mind. And <laughs> like, if, you're, uh-huh. if you're asking people of the size of Clive Palmer or something to come <laughs> up and yeah. dance on your gut, I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm already... Already giving him, you know, money and just throwing money. But that's even before he's wheeled the cannon out. But also the sledgehammer, like we've sledgehammer, the sledgehammer. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Do you like, think what he- do they do today at Cirque du Soleil? It's just some weird people with beaks on their nose and umbrellas walking around mm-hmm. in a naughty fashion. Tell you what, you hit them with a sledgehammer though, wouldn't you? <laughs> the next freak, um, <laughs> again, but only a freak in the kind of he- daredevil sense. This mm. guy was called the man with the iron neck. He had the most extraordinary act. <laughs> and I don't believe anyone has attempted anything like this uh, in recent times. He was operating around the 1920s, 1930s, when these sorts of sideshow events and acts were very popular. His name was Alois Peters. He was a German acrobat with a unique skill. He could jump off a platform 75 feet in the air with a noose around his neck oh, and still no. stay alive when it finally got taut 75 feet down to the bottom. That, that's a better way to avoid being executed mm. than having a Siamese twin attached to, <laughs> to your belly, don't you think? It <laughs> well, is. <laughs> now, no one's quite sure how he did it. They seem to think it was something to do with the fact 
that while he was descending, he manoeuvred his body in such a way as to make sure the rope, he'd, or his neck was always slightly elevated, yeah. if that makes sense. His neck was elevated. So he wasn't plummeting head first. He was always sort of dropping at a horizontal. And somehow, because he had an iron neck and no, no one can explain it, he, mm. he never... Got hung the way you would traditionally how, how if you had a noose around your neck. You there? had that ability. Like, <laughs> how, very... imagine, the, imagine the demo phases of trying to trying to start that act. You, you know, I, I, it's a cannonball guy. Like, how do you practice it or discover that you've got this skill? <laughs> I mean, we... Mate, well, he had, he had a strong neck from a very young age. I, I can imagine his mum. Sort of saying that, oh, he's always had a strong neck. Oh, right. He was <laughs> throttling him. Would a Maybe strong neck alone save you from not dying? Like, oh, what what do been, you die of when you die a, of hanging? I reckon that was a trick. That's got to have been. You no, know, because it snaps your neck. Does it, does it sever your spinal cord? I think that's mm. what's right. Anyway, this did end badly. Um, his oh, unfortunate right. and last performance was in 1943 where eventually, yeah, the noose won. It wasn't his first oh. performance, was it? <laughs> 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 but he had all the posters made. <laughs> like, he's remembered as this great act, but he never did it. He did it. <laughs> but Craig's brother broke his neck once and the doctor did say to him, oh, you, you didn't break it too badly because um, you had such strong neck muscles. So that's a thing. Yeah, so it's possible that he was just yeah. such a freak no. in that sense. Yeah. That, yeah. I guess because everything I've said up until this moment were all real. So all the what we called the freaks, what we called the daredevils, they were all genuine acts. Oh, genetic. As anyone, as far as anyone could tell, mm. were bona fide acts that like, people were just freaks of nature. Mm. There were, however, inevitably, um, a lot of times where the impresarios just came up with stuff and tried it on. And the most famous example of this was the pig-faced lady. Have you heard of so the, pig, the pig-faced face, real pig-faced <laughs> fake? This is, well, yes. And this, this dates right back uh, to the 17th century uh, when the idea of a pig-faced lady was very popular in England. You know, like, like, <laughs> Understandably, I mean, you know, you'd flock to that, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like almost like the David Copperfield <laughs> of her day. Like right. people, you that know. It was popular in England. So in the, the 60s they had the Beatles. Yes. And then well, <laughs> before that they all wanted to see the pig-faced lady. You wouldn't go to a circus unless they had a pig-faced lady. Oh. And she have fans, screaming fans? Huge fans. Uh, mm. Pig mania. And so during the winter of 1814 and 15, rumours abounded throughout London of a young daughter of a noble family who happened to have the face of a pig. And lots of newspapers in Fleet Street proudly declared that they had witnessed um, the pig and they also had many people who could um, testify that they had seen the pig lady with their own eyes. And due to the popularity of the rumour, circuses began to declare that they were the only one that had the one true pig-faced lady. Well, Chris, to be fair, the British upper classes have had generations of inbreeding. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there are probably a lot of pig-faced ladies. Oh, so every circus claimed to have a pig-faced lady. All of them claimed, and each each claimed right. to have the only authentic one. Now, as Gee. we as we know now, every single one of them was a hoax. Well, that surprises me that that, that anybody who, who runs freak shows would be so dishonest. <laughs> yeah, it's lacking in integrity. But, but it, yeah, yeah, where's their professional? But it yeah. kind of is yeah, interesting because, as I said, a lot of them were genuine and so it, it was no need to make these up when there <laughs> were, always were sort when of... When there's a mule face. A mule face woman or a really short person or someone mm. with seven elbows. How do you fake up a, a well, pig-faced lady? Okay, well, this, this is... This is what intrigues me about the story and why I've mm. uh, <clears throat> brought it to the podcast. Yeah. The way they did it was the pig lady was nothing 
but a drunken, shaven bear dressed in women's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> drunken? Why did it have to be drunken? Huh? Well, to, to get just... it, well, you don't want to shave a sober bear. <laughs> like, you need, you <laughs> no. need to sedate your bear. Yeah, well, and I don't bear know if you know this, that... if you learn nothing else from today's podcast, is that if you shave a bear down yeah. to its skin, it actually resembles a pig. A pig. Yeah, Does yeah. It? Well, they're, really? they're closely related, aren't they? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you're not telling me that's what all pigs are. I feel very che- They're not just all a bunch of shaved bears. <laughs> they? they feel very cheated. He's nobody very honest field. anymore. I mean, so, yeah, no, because well, no one wants to mess with a grizzly. So they sedated oh. them, bizarrely only with alcohol, not with something stronger. Well, then got oh out the, the Gillette Mac 3, shaved the face shaved only, the put a frock on them, and then wheeled them out to the. Oh, uh, and they had to do this all the time because the, the, the hair would grow back very quickly. <laughs> so, and they did two shows daily. They were constantly shaving down bears' faces and pouring Jack Daniels down its throat. So, but you said that multiple freak shows did this. Yes. So, did. Did one person innovate and come up with that and everyone else went, that's how we do it? I reckon it must be like, you know, like magic with sawing people in half, Mm. like lots Mm. of magicians do. That word must get out Mm. about how do you perfect the pig face lady trick. Mm. And so they would have got, what you need to do, you need to get on a boat for six weeks to Alaska, (laughs) (laughs) grab yourself a bear, come six weeks back, (laughs) buy a razor, buy some booze, and then you've got an act. And uh, call it bear goggles, I suppose. (laughs) Call me crazy. Call me crazy. Why didn't they just get a pig? <laughs> <laughs> be a great season final, though, wouldn't it, for Peppa Pig? You know, to <laughs> sort of re- re- reveal yeah. that, in fact, it was a bear all this lot. time, it's a family of bears who've been shaving themselves. So my final question, capturing a bear, giving it booze and shaving it to resemble a pig and then dressing it up, cat's piss, cat's pyjamas. I've had worse dates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I think it's cat's piss, really. I mean, you poor, these poor bears, you know. I mean, it's just exploiting a, a bunch of hairy bears and they would have been very cold and, um, you know, they probably weren't weren't paid too well. Don't like it. Cat's pyjamas. I would have gone and seen it. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, I would have. Because they, did, they didn't have Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> As the token hairy person on the team, I think any way of making money out of this terrible genetic affliction is fantastic. I'm all cat's pyjamas. Uh, there was another genre of uh, sideshow act that circuses loved. They couldn't get enough of these guys, um, which is World's Tallest Man. Craig Rucastle's come back from um, oh, bunking off on his podcast. Finally back. Thank you. Uh, is, is this still going? Yeah. <laughs> Craig Rucastle's joined us again. I'm back. I'm back. And, oh, very uh, nice of you. I to... presume we're no longer talking about freaks because somebody came in and listened and said we couldn't. <laughs> no, we are. We're just talking about the world's tallest man. Many, many people, um, many circuses claim to have the world's tallest man. It, for a while, it was officially a Canadian, a French-Canadian by the name of Edouard Beaupré. And <laughs> he was mm. eight foot three. Oh, my God. Really? Now, can yeah. anyone get... Who's the tallest amongst us? Craig, probably? I'm not. I'm, mm. I'm not even six foot. Yeah, Craig just acts tall because this is an alpha male. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just think he's tall when is he's Charles bullying. Charles the tallest? Yeah. No, I think it's actually me, no, but in God. fact, you? I just seem short because of my personality. Maybe you didn't slump. I think of myself as eight foot three. Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm not. But, what, yeah. uh, but to put this in what? context, like who who's eight foot three? What's Luke Longley? Well, well, well no, no one's eight no. Foot three. No, I What's a pro basketballer for, I, for perspective? I think Yao Ming, that oh. absolute Chinese giant, I think he was more than eight feet. Right. No. But, some, but someone really? we regard as tall, like David Williamson. 
I reckon he's six foot eight. Hamish David. Blake is tall. Yeah. Yeah. They're about six four, six oh, no, five. Hang on, no, no, hey, no, Chris. No, no one will know Hamish Blake. Go back to David Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just said Yao Ming was um, the tallest guy in the NBA for a while. He's seven foot six. Oh, seven, seven foot six. Okay, so, taller than that. Okay, oh, wow. so eight three is bloody so eight, big. Yeah, eight, eight three is you can't get through any door without um, dipping. And well, would you be most rooms? Could you fly economy? No, no could, could you fit in business? No, because you need a whole separate airline just for eight, eight foot. Well, well, business business class seats are exactly six foot long. Oh, so he's struggling in, in business. Mm. Yeah, so that would be a normal sized human, like say six mm. feet or so, okay. with a kid on the shoulders. Where, where, when did he I mean. live? When did he live, Chris? This was in the 18th century. And he says, but back then, remember, if you ever got a really old house, the doors were also way shorter because yeah. everyone was shorter then. So he would have been, like, he would have been like double the normal person. That's true. Yeah, time. yeah, he would have been. No, well, that's true. And actually, today, like most teenagers that you run into are actually nine foot three. <laughs> seems. Are we you sure know. that it wasn't two t- Siamese twins sitting on top of no, each other? No, no, he was eight foot three. He died wow. um, at the age of twenty-three. Oh. Um, none of funny. these people did well, did they? No, well, yeah. well, that could be a symptom of his height or just of the. Hauling health system during the mm. era in which he lived. I think or it was the teasing. The, the, the story only gets interesting for me post-death um, because what happened... <laughs> what? Well, because <laughs> think of the comedy slapstick of trying to get him into a grave. Well, mm. well wait And for also because he was attached to a Siamese twin on his shoulder. <laughs> Let's have no preempting because the story of Edouard Beaupre uh, becomes both comical and incredibly tragic. Weekend at Biggie. After he, he died. He he died uh, while performing in St. Louis in the United States. And, and what did performing involve? Did it involve... He just had to stand there. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the vocal warm-ups beforehand. He's got, he's got the same acting skills I have. I'm actually He didn't just stand there. He... To make matters worse, they they paired him with the world's shortest man, oh. so they were kind of a double act, and they did a oh bit of shit. Oh. Did oh. did oh. Didn't Apple do the same thing with that ad where they had Yao Ming and Mini Me? It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Right? Apple yeah. was running a, a freak show, so kind of act, and they'd kind mm. of they do boxing matches. The two of them, it was very funny, I'm sure. But he died at 23. <laughs> now, and, then, and he, would he plug Swiss vitamins or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did he get? How did he die? Get punched in the balls we, by the by the shorts? <laughs> if he could reach his balls, they're about seven feet up. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have to bend down, would you? Now, yeah. okay, so he was he, he died after a show. In in St. Louis, United States, shortly after performing. And his corpse was sent to a local funeral director's in St. Louis. And the the plan was the remains were then going to be returned to his manager, his circus manager, back in Canada. However, the cost of shipping his corpse... Now, I don't know what the shipping rates were back then for standard shipping, but for a really tall guy, I imagine they were probably bumped up a bit and there was a bit of a markup. But they were so exorbitant that his manager said, nah, don't bother shipping the corpse. You just bury him in St. Louis. And he got the family's permission to go along with this plan because they were penniless. They couldn't afford to ship him back either. So the family consented to um, him being buried in a foreign country in America. Now, this is where it gets weird. They'd left the cadaver with the funeral directors and never even paid them for the embalming 
and burial. Like the circus manager never even sent a check. So to make up for their financial loss, oh, no. the funeral oh, home no. put his lifeless body on display in their front window. <laughs> <laughs> with the hopes of making a profit. <laughs> the body caused oh. so much pedestrian traffic that the municipal authorities eventually demanded the body be removed. Cat's piss or cat's pyjamas putting a dead, really tall guy in your shop window. Did, did they have to put him at an angle so he would fit? <laughs> yeah, he would have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do they charge for you to look at him in the window? No, I think they just um, thought it'd be just, good for business to sort of, you, when you know. You're, when it, you're thinking of dying, yeah, think if, of us. Oh, if you're yes. tall and dead, think of <laughs> that, That's funeral. right, yes, yes. If a dignified funeral matters to you, <laughs> come to the show. The shot of the enormous freak. If they could that was told to bury him and didn't. They can embalm that massive whopper of a guy. They'll take care of your mum absolutely fine. I would have thought. Yes, I can see these people are responsible. I'll uh, I'll certainly book my mother-in-law and then. Now, the poor guy's woes didn't stop there. Uh, Oh, no. What? This this really became a game of pass the parcel. It's going to get worse for him. It's only beginning. It was just glory days. Yeah. <laughs> no one. Okay, so his body was to be sold two more times. On one occasion, it was put on display at the Eden Museum at Quebec. And then in 1907, this is about 20 years later, his corpse was found in a shed in Montreal, <laughs> stored there after a circus had purchased it, but then gone bankrupt. <laughs> So, I don't know what the act has become for that circle. <laughs> the you know, guy must be starting to rot a bit. It's 20 world. years later. You know, you know what this... Tallest dead man. This the whole whole tallest ends. dead man, yeah. After all this dignity, he was even a box office failure. <laughs> 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 Sent the circus bankrupt. I've got to say, though, I mean, we, 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 mocked the, um, we mocked the funeral home earlier. But they've done a good job on that embalming. Oh, yeah, they they have. still going years later. Mm. What were their name again? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I, I think there's a moral in this story, Chris Taylor, I think I think the moral is cremation. <laughs> <laughs> where, it, where is he now? Well, there What's was, he up to? There was a happy ending. Um, after he was found in that shed, uh, mm. a doctor who seemed to have the best intentions in the world, like mm. he was a researcher from uh, I think it was the University of Montreal, so he's finally, he's back in Canada, um, he had him just sort of preserved in a science lab at the university and they sort of conducted experiments on the body because they were genuinely interested in why he grew so tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only sort of about 40 years after his original death that the family finally got him released and they gave him a proper burial in his hometown of Canada. So there was finally closure for the family, but what a journey. Oh. <laughs> what, what, a, what a lot of amazing and, and wonderful adventures he had after dying. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. he only was lived the better for tw- part of his life. It was. He only lived for 23 years, yeah. but he was on the road for about 60. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so he's had a better thing. career than many living people. No, you should have seen his passport. Most of the great places were after the death <laughs> part. Yeah. You see, many an entertainer kind of start embalming themselves about 20 or 30 anyway. I think he didn't do too it's bad. True. It's true. And mm. it gives hope for David Williamson. So when he does pass on, he still will be able to perform on every stage in Australia, just in a different form. Yeah. It's yeah, very I special mean, of dead white males. <laughs> Bert's been embalmed and they bring him out every load. That's piece. true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so there we have it for the podcast. I think we, it's just a whip around. Well, I, let, I guess what is, by, in conclusion, say of all these circus acts, which one would you most pay to have seen? The Siamese twins, 
The man with two penises. The wo- you missed that one, Rory. Yeah, I, I can't believe I stepped out during the classy bits. The world's ugliest woman. The world's tallest man. Frank Cannonball Richards. The man with the iron neck. Or the pig-faced lady. You got through that many things. I wasn't gone that long, was it? That's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah we had a great time. Which one most entices you? In terms of... And should we bring back in 2018? Best act would have been the Cannonball one. Yeah. That would have been genuinely exciting to watch. Somebody dying. Risking, yeah, <laughs> dying. <laughs> From having a cannonball blasted. No, no, they all died in front of you. Like, like even, the, like even the tall guy just died in, uh, during his act. Like, oh, not mm. during. No, I think it was oh, no, uh, after it a particularly okay. punishing act of standing still for five minutes. He <laughs> <laughs> was worn out. <laughs> well, I think I'm going with the pig faced lady, Taylor, because if you think about it, um, shaving a bear. And getting them very, very drunk, it's got a, it's got a sort of ticking time bomb aspect to it. That's At some it, point, it if the show goes too long, you got too many patrons, it's going to go to a horrible end. Oh, so when the bear sobers up, yeah, it could go anywhere. There's yeah. a lot of jeopardy. He could, he, the bear could turn a bit Shannon Noll. <laughs> <laughs> just start getting aggressive with the crowd. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, huh? there's a point where the bear wins the wins the contest. Yeah. It's amazing how confusing that is, having missed that segment. As far as I can make a a pig-faced lady shaved a bear while drunk or something. (laughs) This was a great story. Very quickly, a circus promoted a pig-faced lady, which turned out to be a bear which they got drunk and shaved the face of and put in women's clothing. (laughs) (laughs) I bet it'd still work today. (laughs) Did you say there was a, a man with two penises? There was. Yeah. See, see, to go back to see, he, I reckon he I could think do the, well today. Puppetry of the penis, yeah. but cut down on prices. That's true. Be good. He could do a hamburger and fries at the same time. <laughs> well, well you, you could get rid of your mate, couldn't you? You could just do the whole yeah. act on your own. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you, Craig. But, I would totally want to see the man with two penis. I'd pay for for, for him because I, I like to see uh, something that I, I can aspire to. <laughs> you know, I like, <laughs> but wouldn't I, his third leg get in the way of being able to see it all happening? The leg's like below the, the penis, isn't it? It's, you know, no, no, you, the, the, yeah, no, I've, the, the, the one picture I've got, and everyone's very <coughs> welcome to Google it, um, <laughs> the, the penises were very Discreet. conspicuous. No, no, no. Right, yeah. Oh, no, they, they weren't shielded by any oh, legs. Because okay. oh, they, well, they yeah. usually say you've got a third leg, but in this case it was the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Just in closing, are we, are we sorry that this tradition has stopped or would, would you like to go to the local Circus Oz or Cirque du Soleil and see... A man with two penis, or see a drunk bear with its head shaved off. I mean, was it wrong to stop these acts? It, they haven't stopped. They're just on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what the internet's for. Is, is, is this just the yeah. X Factor? Yeah, basically, yeah. like yeah. I haven't seen that show that Shane Jacobson hosts where kids come out, but are half of them just bears oh, yeah. with their head oh, face yes. shaved off? Well, Chris, it has it's, been it has been an absolute pleasure. I'm about to mm. shave myself and like, get drunk and put on women's clothing, but it's been a pleasure. All right, we'll tune into the next Radio Chaser podcast in which we'll be discussing the man with seven penises, one of which was a bear. Cat's Pyjamas or Cat's Piss with The Chaser was written and presented by The Chaser. Created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia, producer Alex Mitchell, sound production by Darcy Thompson and Matt Nikolic. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au, download the Podcast One app or search Cat's Pyjamas on Apple Podcasts.